Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck, a retired accountant turned truck driver. I reduced my debt in a relatively short period of time. Debt reduction to achieve financial freedom takes commitment, confidence, determination. Pawn shops. Is it a good place to get a loan? It depends on the use of the loan is going to be. Be careful and know what the interest rates and all the fees are before accepting this type of loan. Not only am I going to talk about pawn shop loans, I'm also going to talk about online personal loans, uh, title loans, 401k loans, cash advances on your credit card. If you're considering using any of these loans, the best advice would be don't do it. But before we get into all that, I have two articles. The first article is from Investopedia, the eight possible risks of unsecured personal loans. What are the risks? And that not only personal loans, but all these types of loan, whether it's a pawn shop loan, a title loan, a credit card advance, you're going to have all the same things you need to look out for. And number one is interest rate. Just because you qualify for a personal loan doesn't mean you should take it. Some personal loans come with interest rate well below 10%, while others may be three or four times higher. The interest rates on these loans depends on your credit score. But lenders may charge whatever they want, providing the rate falls within certain laws. So every state is going to be a little bit different. But you definitely are going to be paying a lot more money on loans. Now let's talk about pawn shops. When you get a loan from a pawn shop, what happens? You take in an item that they use as collateral. Maybe the retail value of that item was $1,000. They take a look at it and make you an offer. They may say that the retail value of it is $800 and they'll give you around $350. So a pawn shop will give you anywhere from about 35% of what they value it at up to around 60%. They do that because they got to make a profit. And beware, some pawn shops may uh, charge an additional fees and that other than uh, the interest that they're getting from that loan. The interest from a pawn shop loan is going to be about 180%. It's very, very expensive. So if you're going to a pawn shop, or if you're looking to raise some cash to help you get out of debt, doing a pawn shop loan or any of these loans is not advisable. Because what's number one on your debt reduction plan? Quit creating new debt. So if you take out any type of loan, that's creating new debt. So if you do a loan, perhaps you're looking for a loan to consolidate or pay off all your credit cards. So you have one loan instead of three or four. Well, you can do that by going to a bank or other financial institute where they do a credit check on you 
And based on your credit rating, you might be able to get a loan, say, around 8%. Uh, If you're paying off credit cards that have an average interest rate around 20%, you're going to save some money. Before doing that, you have to know that that when you pay off those credit cards, you got to quit using them. You don't want to cancel them and close the account. You just got to quit using them. And then maybe every three or four months, put one small charge on them to keep them active so they don't close them for you. So if you're at a pawn shop, if that's the way you're going, maybe you have items you want to get rid of and you tried to sell them online and nobody made you any offers. Maybe you had yard sales, garage sales, all those items, and you were unable to sell it. Well, then going to a pawn shop might be a good way to sell an item. I'm not saying going to pawn shop to get a loan on the item. You take that item into the pawn shop and you just sell it to them. But beware. If it has, if you paid retail a thousand dollars for it and you sell it to them, you'd probably be lucky to get 450 to 600 dollars. 600 would be on the high side. So if it's something that was a gift you didn't pay for, something you may have inherited, something that you really don't want anymore, and you don't want to go to the trouble of trying to sell it to get full value then a pawn shop, it may be a good place to sell some items to raise some cash. It won't be as much as you could have gotten to help you reduce your debt. That's the only thing good about the pawn shop. If you have a hobby and pawn shop actually have stuff that you use in your hobby, a pawn shop may be a good place to buy some items as long as you know what your retail price is, what you can buy it for brand new versus buying something used. And then you have to make an informed decision on not paying too much. And going to the pawn shop, you might be able to negotiate the price down if you're trying to buy something. In the same way, you might be able to negotiate the price up if you're trying to sell something. It depending on what it is, if they need it or not, how fast they think they can sell it, and all those other factors involved. So, you know, it, it might be of some good use for you. Now, let's talk about what else, interest rate. He also has to beware of all these type of loans, early payoff penalties. They may not allow you to pay the loan off early, even if you have the money or they're going to charge you a fee for doing so. So that's not such a good idea. So you got to keep, you know, out, look out for high rates of interest, early payoff penalties, big upfront freeze. How much will it cost you to get the loan into your bank account? They might have a, or, or origination fee, or, and they vary uh, widely. So it may be a high percentage. Privacy concerns. They may be less informal lenders and they may not be required to have as much privacy about what you owe them and all that kind of stuff. And they might give you the insurance pitch where they're trying to sell you some insurance to protect the loan in case of something unexpected happens. 
But in that case, you probably would be better off to call your insurance agent and get some disability insurance through somebody that you know and trust, and you'll probably get a cheaper and better coverage. So don't buy any of their insurance, no matter what it is. If they require it, walk away and don't do the loan. Pre-computed interest. Basically, pre-computed interest uses the original payment schedule to calculate your interest regardless of how much you've actually paid on the loan. In other words, if you make additional payments early, they're still going to compute the interest as if you didn't make additional payments. They're not going to give you a break on that interest. You're looking for a loan that has simple interest, which means they take the unpaid balance and calculate the interest from there. So when you make extra payments, your interest is going to go down a little bit faster. Payday loans. I didn't mention that earlier, but payday loans are the same thing. Also known as pay advances. There are short-term personal loans that financial gurus and government agencies advise consumers to avoid. The interest rates are very high, and the terms often force people into rolling over the loans for additional terms. If you would think about it, your payday loan businesses, your pawn shop businesses are all in neighborhoods with lower income persons. So they're there to take advantage of people who are hurting for money. They take advantage of for people who are less likely able to afford it. So they're going to default on the loans. And then the pawn shop gets to keep the item and sell it for the full price, make a big profit and keep it unnecessary complications out of the loan. If a company is going to offer you a payment holiday where you don't have to make a payment, or cash back offers or any other entitlements, understand that company is not going to lose money on the deal. So the only possible loser would be you. The personal loan should be simple to understand. If it's not, that's a red flag. If it seems too complicated, don't do it. There are better ways to borrow money. Go to your trusted bank. Pawn shops, title loans, and title loans are just as bad. You have to have a vehicle that doesn't have any, that you have paid off. And you take the title in, they hold the title, they make, might require you to give them an extra set of keys, and then you, they loan you some money based on the value of the car, say $1,000 or $2,000. And if you default on it, they come and repo the car. Now you got no way to get to work. So your situation went from bad, you know, struggling to pay your bills to terrible, unable to get work to make money to pay your bills. So keep that in mind on title loans. Maybe you own a motorcycle or something else that has a title that you can use and that's paid off. You can use to get a cash advance on. Remember, you're you're creating a new loan and if you can't, are unable to pay it and unable to pay it off, you're going to forfeit whatever it is you're using as collateral, whether it's your motorcycle, a boat, RV, camper, or your personal automobile. You stand the chance of losing it. And my second article is from policygenius.com. Five risky loans to avoid at all costs. 
And number one is pawn shop loans. We already discussed that. And, you know, a monthly average of 10% works out to 12% APR, which sounds cheap, but maybe cheaper than a credit card, but I don't know. It's not so good. Payday loans are considered one of the most predatory in the business since they exploit lower income workers who have a hard time making ends meet with oppressive interest rates that send them farther into financial trouble. They can justify the higher rates of interest because they have a higher rate of defaults on loans. And their annual interest rates is upwards to 400%. That's pretty high. I mean, that's like four times what you borrow. If it's 400% a year and you borrow $1,000, in the first year you owe $4,000. And it keeps getting worse after that, so don't do it. Title loans, it does. How does this loan sound that you're up, put up collateral for your car, which you've already paid off with an auto loan? At 250 to 300% annual interest, the fall on loan, lose your car. We don't recommend car title loans as a lending option under any circumstance. To put up an asset as, an, as, as expensive as a vehicle, in the hands of a lender, give them the authority to take it from you. If you don't pay the loan, the APR will be inflated to astronomical proportions just to make it harder for you to follow through. That's why car title loans are similar to pawn shop loans. Risking loss of valuable assets isn't worth the money loaned to you. Keep your car title. If your finances are spread too thin, you're better off selling your car instead of potentially gambling it away into hands of a unscrupulous lender. Tax refund and precipitation loans. The tax preparers do this, or at least some of the major ones. You received your income tax refund, but you might be thinking how you'd like to get next year's earlier than usual if you're really, really impatient for years. For that, you can take a tax refund anticipation loan or RAL to get your money early. After calculating how much money you do to receive from the IRS, you work with a lender, usually through a tax preparer, for a loan and the full or partial amount of your anticipated refund. You receive the money within a couple of days, and when your real refund comes through, it's used to cancel out the loan. What many people don't realize is that with the fees and interest rate up to 30%, 36% attached to RALs, the total cost of a loan can climb so high that your tax refund may not be enough to cover it. If your refund is smaller than your loan amount, you'll be responsible for paying the difference. That expense, sadly, won't be a tax deduction on your next tax return. Good things come for those who wait. So if you're eagerly anticipating your tax refund, remember that patience is a virtue, but refund and precipitation loans are not. And one note here, if you're getting a large refund every year, you should adjust withholdings and get that every pay instead of once a year. Why give your money to the IRS to hold and now, especially now, when they're saying they're slow in, in processing the tax returns that you filed, and you might wait an additional 
two, three, six weeks to get your refund. Once you get your refund every pay period, instead, fill out a, a W-4, yeah, W-4, adjust your withholdings, and get your refund every pay instead. Don't overpay. Do you overpay when you buy groceries? Do you overpay when you buy an automobile? Of course you don't. You look for the best possible deal. So why are you overpaying on your taxes? It should be the best possible deal. Pay what you're required to pay and not much more. 401k loans. For those of you who have retirement options through work, you may have a 401k and they may offer you a loan. The first thing is if you need money, you don't want to withdraw money out of any retirement savings because if you do, it's going to be subject to ordinary income if you're under age 59 and a half and it's going to be subject to a 10% penalty. They don't want you to take the money out of these retirement uh, vehicles. And it's also risky because what happens if you lose your job? You might be required to pay that loan back in full. And how are you going to pay something back if you don't have a job? And also, it reduces what you're going to have when you get ready to retire. It might reduce your benefits when you get ready to retire. And you probably forget that you took that loan. And it could cost you dearly down the road. Credit card cash advances. This is where you get a cash advance on your credit limit. Might not sound so bad, but when you consider it's extra money you're going to put on, going to pay back on your monthly balance anyway. Your card provider may even encourage it by sending you blank personal convenience checks that resemble something from your checking account, but actually an extension of your credit line. There's no pre-approved needed or hard checks to your credit report. That might be okay once in a while if you're hard up for a few dollars in a pinch. But since it's treated like a cash advance, you get hit with interest rate about 20% or more on top of your existing credit card APR. The extra fees into the account, it can take an impact on your wallet if you're prone to carrying a balance month to month. Because if you do that cash advance and you have a $5,000 balance, even though you may pay extra thinking you're paying back to cash advance in reality, you're not, you got to pay off everything that was on that card before you took the cash advance. Therefore the credit card company is going to get a higher rate of interest for a longer period of time. Do not use a credit card for a cash advance unless you have a zero balance and you're able to pay it back fairly quickly like 30 days or less, you are better off creating a, an emergency fund to do these things. An emergency fund is nothing but a savings account that you put money in, you build it up. So if something bad, an emergency would happen, no matter what it would be, you'd be able to pay it without creating new credit, which is what your plan is on a debt reduction. You're trying to get out of debt. You're trying to reduce your debt. You don't want to take high interest rate, high risk loans to do so. I'll be back in one moment with my final thoughts. If you listen to this podcast on an app, 
please find rate and review and please rate reduce.increasewealth.com if you know anybody that might benefit please refer them to this podcast you can find it on facebook and on all other apps why do they talk about these types of loans well because there are a lot of people out there who don't understand what they are and why they are so bad if you are trying to reduce your debt you got to remember you got to stop creating new debt quit using credit cards quit borrowing money that's step number one step number two is make the minimum payment on all your credit cards and all your debt step number three is set up a savings account an emergency fund and put money in there and have a minimum of at least 500 or a thousand dollars and then you're gonna over time build that up and once you have that amount in there you keep putting your money in there until you have two or three thousand dollars in excess of your emergency fund then you're gonna take that money out and apply it to one of your debts and pay it down like a big lump sum that's the basis of my debt reduction plan it's never going to change you have to stay the course if you're serious about reducing your debt no matter how much money you make no matter how much debt you have this system will work for you granted i'm not telling you everything you still should be doing a budget because if you don't know how much money you got coming in how much money you got going out as a minimum on a monthly basis you're not going to know how much money to put in your savings account you just can't transfer a random number to a savings account and think you're building it up because if you put it in the savings account and then a week later pull it out to pay bills you didn't put anything in there so get in your budget have a debt reduction plan in place be serious about it stay the course know your options on borrowing money avoid the places that are gonna try to rip you off you got to look at the interest rate you got to look at the fees you got to look at how they compute the interest you got to look at if there's an early payoff penalty that's like whenever i got a loan that's the first thing i ask can i pay it off early or are you going to charge me a fee my last mortgage i had they said if you pay it off in the first three years you got to pay 300 fee now the fee 300 wasn't all that bad but luckily i didn't pay it off in three years so i didn't i did pay it off in like five years but i didn't have to pay that fee but I, at least i knew about it it could be a percentage also if it's 10 percent of what you borrowed could be significant fee so know what you're getting into before you sign on the dotted line a pawn shop loan is a bad thing pawn shop sale is not the best thing but it's not the worst thing you could use a pawn shop to earn to sell them something to earn some quick cash to help you get by through a month eventually you're gonna run out of things to sell unless you're out there looking for stuff that you might be able to take to a pawn shop to sell 
to stay away from them loans because the pawn shops are in business to make money. So if they're going to make money, they're not going to give it to you. Car title loans, bad choice because not only could you lose your car, and if you lose your car, how are you going to get to work? And if you can't get to work, how are you going to make money? How are you, you going to pay or your debt? It's a vicious cycle. And it's not going to get any better. So don't dig yourself deeper in the hole by agreeing to a loan that's going to charge you high rates of interest, high fees, and make it difficult for you to pay off. You don't need any more difficulty in life. You need to keep it simple and stay the course. Quit creating new debt. Make the minimum payment on all your credit cards and the other loans. Get emergency fund. Get $1,000 in emergency fund. And once you achieve that, you're ready to move on to the next step. Creating a budget, tracking your expenses. And that's about it. Once you get all that under control, you're going to be, your finances will become easier and easier over time. And you're not going to have any major surprises or problems in your life as far as finances are concerned.